getting it together, getting it together. What's up, guys? What's up? Whoa. Talk about teams, you know. We can't I came here today to talk about teams and uh leadership. Welcome to the Comfort Level Podcast. It's me, your girl Janice Manny. What's good? What's good? We um connected up. We've been doing um, a lot of things, trying to get a lot of things together. As, as you know, uh, we're back here at WCMD Media, and uh, we've been trying to, you know, put together a system together. So that's why um, our guest today is coming to talk to us about leadership from the front lines. And I'll tell you a little bit more about him uh, later. Um, but as you know, uh, here at WCMD Media Podcast, we are a collaboration of committed volunteers who recognize the strength and opportunity of our city's diversity. And we are committed to the cultural and commercial growth of our communities. And we like to provide everyone with an opportunity to have a voice in identifying what matters most uh, to them and to others so that we can influence the decisions that will affect us all positively. And we have a real opportunity to learn and grow in a way that reflects the values of the entire community. So I'm inviting you guys to join in our chats, uh, like our pages. We're we're broadcasting now on uh, eight pages uh, right now, so you can catch us on Facebook pages. You can also catch us on the web. You can catch us on YouTube pages. Anywhere you get your podcast, look for the Comfort Level Reality Music CO. We got Fred Gone Legit, WCMD Media. Just look for um, our podcasts, our building. Uh, we do have a few podcasts going now, so make sure that you check everything out. Um, especially um, IMD, the wake up show in the morning. That's coming on every day, you know, consistently. And he also has. Uh, Tommy Too Smooth as his uh, co-host. Hello, Versailles. And hello to effing body over there. Yeah, that's over there in Instagram land. We are not connected to Instagram, although I'm broadcasting Instagram over there and have them uh, viewing our screen, one of our screens. All right, so... Um, we got some things coming up. We've been doing some things. Last week we had Rosie Weinberg. Fred's not here at the moment. Um, he's on the way. And, you know, we always get stuck in tra uh, traffic because this is what we do, this podcast at rush hour. You know, so the podcast is being done at rush hour. You know, we just got to take a little bit more time. I was running late myself, but the thing of it is, is somebody got to be the leader, okay? Somebody got to be the leader. I'm the leader of the Comfort Level Podcast, so I had already set up my 
computer, my stream to be ready. And all I had to do was come in and, you know, put it up. So I had, you know, tinkered around a little early. I, me as a leader, I like to, I'm ready for war. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted to talk to Fred about, you know, that we could um, introduce our guests coming in by actually talking about what we were ready for, you know? Now, I guess coming in is going to get us ready, okay? Well, he's going to talk to us about getting ready because he's written a book. He's written the book, Leadership from the Front Lines. His name is Craig Hensel, and he definitely will be uh, talking to us today. So it's going to be it is going to be a uh a have a decent show when he gets in here all right so this is what we have going on today craig hensel leadership from the front lines now i believe craig is from philadelphia you know as i was reading some of uh his bio you know, I don't all the time get to read the entire story or have be able to follow the path of the person that I'm interviewing of the of the get future guest. But you know what I mean. So, but I believe he's coming to us via Philadelphia, and he'll be online. How y'all doing today out there? What's going on? How was everybody's weekend? I had a good weekend. I didn't really, um, okay. It was really cold. You know what I mean? I tried to, what's the name? I had a little back pain, you know. I got my hair done. Now it's uh, burgundy. It was blonde. You know how we do. So, you know, things was pretty good. But anyway, and anywho, being a leader is hard, you know, because sometimes being a leader, people think that you're being pushy or, you know, you're some, some you're being some type of way or whatever because you put boundaries and restrictions and rules on how the business has to run. You know what I mean? And the same with relationships. You know, we're going to get into some of the uh, relationships on Thursday with, with Fred going legit because, you know, we've been, we've been dibbling, dabbling back and forth on different topics, you know, and the family structure is the most important thing to us. So what we're doing is, Well, I was talking about uh, being a leader, you know, so I have to book guests. I have to explain to the guests about my podcast. I have to keep the website up for the podcast. It has to come over in order for us to build our audience. We have to keep it interesting. 
It has to look good. And people just got to want to see it. So it's a lot of things that uh, we're getting to that we should have gotten to. And I understand that. And there's a lot of people, you know, that say they want to, you know, do business with you. You know what I mean? But the sometimes that doesn't always happen because they don't see the same vision that you see. But that should not interfere with the leadership because if you want to be a part of a team, part of a team is team play, okay? You have to be a team player, you know, and everything that uh, goes down may not be your way or it may not be when you want it or it may not be exactly how you expected it to come out you know so this is uh the reason why uh we have these podcasts so that we can come into discussions about different things that you know happen in our life what's up uh uh that's benji what's up benji so you know somebody has to be the leader Somebody has to be, you know, there's captains and there's sailors. So, you know, and not to say that there there, there can only be one. No. Now, that is something that I don't believe that there can only be one captain. I know they say too many cooks spoil the brew. You know what I mean? But two cooks might make a good brew. I don't know what you guys think. Put that in the comments. Put that in the comments. Also, if you're interested in being a get featured guest, whether in studio or online, put your email in the comments as well. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing? This is a a confident liar. Oh, how you doing? Yeah. So we got a few people over there on Instagram, and I want to say, guys, this is the Comfort Level Podcast. I am on Instagram on Reality Music CO on my uh, artist development page. And the reason why I chose to do that is because all the platforms that this broadcasts on, it doesn't broadcast on the Instagram and it's not as many followers on the instagram as it is on the reality music so i figured that i would give my guests and my co-host and myself and the show more viewers that's what i think so you know doing by doing that you know I may not do it all the time on the same page, you know, because I have multiple pages, you know, multiple pages on Instagram where I'm a brand builder, you know, so I'm building brands and doing different things on the Instagram. All right. I think we got a comment in here. Hi, Rosie. How are you? Oh, yes. The evening is wonderful. Yeah, it's a it's a little chilly outside, but not too bad. Yeah, 
So I have a great guest coming up tonight. His name is Craig Hensel. And he's going, if you just joined us, he uh, he wrote the book, Leadership from the Front Lines. So he's been acting as a leader for over three decades. And he's going to come and he's going to talk to us and I'm going to ask him some questions about his background and things like that and his career pro progression. Yeah. So I think it was great. He spent some time in the military and things like that. Uh, Fred's on his way here. And then uh, probably by the time Fred gets here, Hi, Monty G. Thank you for joining. <laughs> That's my guy, Monty G. Monty G, y'all got to watch. Y'all got to watch the news because Monty G's on Fox. Monty G's on 6ABC. And anytime that I get to be in this company, I take care of my guy, Monty G. Okay? That's the human beatbox right there. You know, he is... Philadelphia's number one Eagles fan. And I've just plugged you in, Monty G, because I love you. And I, I maybe I'll, I'll take and I'll put your um, pictures or your video up on my, you know what? Monty, hit me up. Put your email in there. Let's just get an interview. Let's just get an interview. And I'll put you on my website, baby. <laughs> That's it. Let me. I had to write that down. Monty G. Don't let me forget. Yes. And Monty G is also part of the uh, tough crew. Yeah. 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 He's the beatbox. Yes. And he can blow. Okay, he can blow because I was right there with him watching blow. <laughs> we go watching blow. He can blow. He blows on television. Philadelphia's icon. They love him, and so do I. Yeah. Well, Greg's not here yet. Uh, his name is Craig. <laughs> I gotta put it up. Yeah. So he he'll be he'll be here sooner or later. Uh, he comes in at five thirty. So this is uh, Craig Hensel, and he's going to talk to us all about how he is able to lead and what uh, or what what it should be for us. Yeah. So Rosie's going to come back with us. She's scheduled for January twelfth. January 12th, Rosie Weinberg, playwright, RW Entertainment, and one of her cast members will be here. We had, how many did we have? One, two, three, four and a half. <laughs> four, we have four of our cast members here uh, last week. We had a great time. We had a great time. Yes, we had a great time. And so we're going to have that back so that we can have uh, more of a 
you know, question and uh, answer segment. So, once again, uh, that's January 12th. Oh, guys, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve, what are you guys doing? Me, I'm going to be uh, Jerry Blavitt and the Intruders. Yes, Jerry Blavitt and the Intruders dinner show. And that's going down um, Atlantic City. It's going to be good. Where is it at? Atlantic City. It's going to be great. We're going to have a great time. We're doing that. And um, after that, uh, January, we'll be back down in Atlantic City for hip-hop. Yeah. It's the All-Stars of Hip-Hop. KRS-One. The Locks. Maze, Freeway, Beans. So, I mean, we have fun too. This is, of course, this is the comfort level. You know, we have fun. You know, only time, only time it seems stuck up is when I'm here alone <laughs> talking to myself and the audience is not talking. Nobody's talking in the chat or whatnot like that. So that's what we do, you know? So we're gonna be bringing the guest in soon and we're gonna have a nice talk with him, you know? So back to the leadership, you know, just some, uh, a few things on being, being a leader, you know, just like Rosie. Rosie's a leader. She writes plays. She picks the uh, characters. She makes, first of all, it's more than just writing a play, okay? All right, you, when you write a play, you create a person. Unless you are imitating a, a play or a real life something that already happened, if, if you're re if it's a reenactment, then you you you're making a play, and you're making that from scratch. You're creating these personalities, these people that don't exist to make this play, to get this message across. That comes with a lot of talent because you have that make sure that you have the right ones in the right place and you know you got to make sure that they're emphasizing exactly what you had in mind or it's not going to fit it's not going to fit so with that being said delegating is a very hard thing to do so it takes a lot of discipline You know, it's not only to make you yourself happy or your company. I mean, you know, you, you do have to make the company happy, but also if the employees are not happy, 
The camp's not happy. The team is not happy. It's not working. You know, and I hate to sound however you want to put it, but if everything doesn't click and things are not in order, things are not working. You know, so somebody is not delegating the right things. Hi, Derek Williams. You know, so, you know, people have to listen and learn. And they, first of all, if everybody's not on the same page and uh, you don't have the right concept of what's uh, being done, I don't know, where you're at. You know, like, I don't know, as far as this podcast, I'm fine, Derek. We're talking about being leaders. If you want to ask some questions and stuff like that. Uh, so as far as lead, being a leader, you know, you don't, you have to worry about other people's feelings and things like that and the way you put things the way you talk and trust me i know from experience that it can get hectic because everybody does not understand you so when you put yourself in that position you put yourself into that position to say well i want to understand you And I don't think that it was actually designed to be that way, but we're gonna find out. I don't think that it was designed to be that way. I think it was designed for the employee to just follow instructions, but it doesn't work good like that as a team. As a team, it doesn't work good like that. You know, you need more uh, cooperative and you know, just more teamwork. I had to get that. You need you, you just you just need more teamwork, and that's it. You know, when a team is working together, things flow a little bit more smoothly. The guidelines is followed, and everybody's a, you know. And this is the reason why they have unions and, and meetings and things like that. You know, to make sure that everybody's on the same page. And that can happen. Everybody can be on the same page. You know what I mean? So, you know, so what we're doing is we're going to just do a little bit more to stay on the same pages and just bring you guys some more amazing topics and some fun going down, down the line as well. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, Derek says all the teamwork doesn't work all the time. I know it doesn't because everybody wants to be the boss, you know? Everybody wants to be the boss, but you know what? How about this? Why can't the boss give the employee some time to be the boss? Go ahead. You got it. But the point of the matter is you have to be led first. If you don't know what you're doing, then how can you be the boss? 
You know what I mean? That's all the same. If you work in the ice cream parlor, you got to know how to make ice cream sundaes. You don't, and banana splits. You don't just cut up a banana and put it on the boat. <laughs> he going to show you how to do it. You know what I mean? And then in turn, you can show somebody else. So some, something down the line, everybody is a leader. If you teach anybody anything, you're a leader. You're a mentor. But you got to do some things right. Derek says, right, you're right about that. And if you don't know what you're doing, you might as well step back and let someone else be the boss because everything don't work your way. That's right. And it's the easiest way to learn. It's the easiest way to learn is to step back and watch and listen. Yeah. If you want to learn, most of the time, nowadays, uh, people don't want to learn anything. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to um, send this invitation out to our guest and get him in here so that we can talk to him, talk to him, talk to him, so we can talk to him. Yeah, and we'll see if you're ready to come in back. All right, so he should be waiting sooner or later. So What's going on over here? We got drama boy. What's up? How are you guys? Oh, everybody came in the building today. What's going on? Leave me some messages. Leave a comment. Leave your email. If you want to get your music on radio, leave your email. So if you want to learn how to be the boss, you have to learn their way and sit down and watch them do it. Yeah, and and that doesn't even mean that you can't even find a better way once you learn how they're doing it because you gotta you gotta think that goes for employees, but what about when you're building a team, you you know, together from scratch? If you build a team together from scratch, that now maybe you come up with two bosses. That's where you get into something. I keep looking at this dot on my screen and it looks like a dot on my nose. <laughs> it was irking me. So, you know. We're, uh, we're waiting for Craig to uh, get his thing together. So, but while we're waiting, let me tell you a little bit about him. 
So, um, Mr. Hensel, Craig Hensel has written Leadership from the Front Lines, which is his, uh, it's a novel he written where he shares his experiences with readers who are looking to level up their leadership skills. Okay, we are looking to level up our leadership skills. So this is why I invited uh, Craig Hensel to come talk to us from the front lines. <laughs> he wrote the book on it, you know, which is, is, is not a joke. It's not a joke at all, you know. We need to level up our leadership skills in this environment. It's changed so drastically in the past several years. You know, we need to remain positive, uh, you know, we need to remain positive. We need to develop and gain the, uh, gain the most from our teams. And that's what, you know, we're trying to do with Mr. Uh, Craig Hensel. All right. So we're going to bring our guest in today. Welcome, Mr. Uh, Craig Hensel. Can you hear us okay? Can hear you great. How's the audio on my end? Great. Wonderful. So I was just explaining uh, to the audience uh, that you've written a book, Leadership from the Frontline, uh, where you share your experiences uh, for readers who are looking to level up. Yes. You know, they're looking up to level up their leadership skills, you know, I told them about how the um, environment has changed so drastically in the past uh, years. Yes. You know, yeah. So, Mr. Hensel, uh, global leadership experience, it, it spans over three decades. And you, you were a captain in the U.S. Coast Guard. Yes, ma'am, I was. And then you transferred over to a role of a corporate executive i have worked my way up and and uh, i'm not there yet worked your way yeah <laughs> that's it. yeah yeah so so uh and you uh oh wow you did a lot though all over the world it it, it is it's one of those things you can tell from the gray hair jenny that that i'm uh yes. you know I, I, i'm i'm well seasoned Let's why don't we why don't we put it that way? Okay, you're well seasoned. I'm That's well right. seasoned too. <laughs> Just that there, you can't see it. You can't see it right now. Looks good for you. So you had um, executive positions at General Electric, Johnson and Johnson, Merck, AstraZeneca, and Genpak, and things yeah. like that. That's that's right. Wow. And, and Currently, I'm a managing director with uh, Accenture. Okay, so let the yeah. people know we where. Um, tell us about your background. Okay, sure. Um, well, first of all, thanks thanks so much for having me. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Uh, the book Leadership from the Front Lines. It'll be out here in the next probably uh, seven to ten days. We'll we'll officially release it. Um, I'll tell you. Before I go into the background, uh, I don't make any money off the book. 
All the net proceeds from the book go to solving uh-huh. veteran homelessness in the United States. So, more, more of what we need. We need, yeah. we need even more of that. This so, is my uh, close. I like to introduce you to uh, Fred going legit. Fred going legit. I <laughs> saw him. Fred, how are you? How are you, bro? Excellent. Excellent, my friend. You know, I came across you some time back. And uh, when I looked at you, I said, yeah, I remember this guy. Um, I think what you're doing is uh, huge, is commendable, admirable, beyond honorable. Um, our guys that stood for our country and put their lives on the line should have some, uh, should be able to live, <laughs> should be able to, you know, you know how it is. Yes. And uh, it's not just a cliche with, you know, our guys being disenfranchised and not having a place to go or a lake to stand on or some resources or help. And, you know, these guys are veterans. So, yeah, I like what you're doing. I come from a veteran family, so that's huge. So what was your upbringing like? I was born in Detroit. Um, Born in Detroit. My dad worked downtown at the the Cadillac plant. Born a few years ago, we were we were just talking, Fred, just just before he got here. You know, all, all the gray hair. It's a, it's a you know, it shows that there's a little something <laughs> in there. Um, so, well, so yeah. pepper, man, what's good on you? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, and and spent the first ten years of, of my life there. Uh, I've got an older brother, older sister. Sorry, sorry, an, an older sister and a younger sister, two sisters. Um, both mom and dad worked, um, you know, and uh, we were kind of brought up with strict upbringing, but um, fair. And you know, you you had responsibilities. Yes. Right? You not only you, you made your bed and you you kept things clean, but you know, you helped out around the house, brought garbage out, you, you did what you needed to do, and um, that just kind of carried on. When when we moved after I was ten, we moved to Connecticut and. And we took over the paper route, right? That's wow. kind of right. We took over the paper route from um, the folks who were doing it before, and and so my dad and my mom would be back home, but we'd get up four thirty, you know, and start delivering papers like a hundred plus houses around the neighborhood, just walking around and and delivering them, and and kind of that early work ethic is now. Now, you know, I think all three of us, older sister, younger sister, and me, we get up, you know, before five with, you know, no, no alarm set or anything. It just, you just kind of wake up, you get after it, and you uh, you start getting into the day. Um, so went to high school, you know, in, in, in Connecticut, played basketball, had some success there. I was a two-time All-State basketball player. I, I led the state in scoring my senior year. Um recruited with, uh, with some schools, but ended up going to the Coast Guard Academy, which is right there in Connecticut. And uh, spent four years there. You know, it's a military academy like Annapolis or West Point or the Air Force mm-hmm. Academy, Marine Academy. Um, guaranteed job five years after you graduate. And I went to two ships back to back. The Coast Guard Cutter Tampa, almost a 300-foot uh, Coast Guard Cutter down in Portsmouth, Virginia. We went south into the 
Caribbean did drug law enforcement. Um, actually, one of the drug busts I have was a 60 Minutes episode back in the mid 90s. Wow. Um, yeah. So. I <laughs> know it well. We don't have to get into hey, it. Man. Well, what inspired you to write the book? 60 Minutes of Fame. Oh, so it's so it's a great question. Fred kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, we, we've got folks, men and women, all races, creeds, colors, who are out there bleeding red, white, and blue for the U.S. They come back to the United States or they go to leave the service and, and, and sometimes they've got issues, PTSD, sometimes substance abuse, whatever it is. Uh, we probably owe them a debt of gratitude for all the work that they've done. And <clears throat> I spent my time in, in the Coast Guard, active duty. I got into the reserves. But then, you know, Janet, to your point earlier, I was a General Electric, Johnson Johnson, Merck, AstraZeneca, GenPak, oh, and now wow. Accenture. And, and I did some work for a couple of clients up in Chicago in the November, December, January, February timeframe. And, and if you've been up there before, you don't want to be outside during those months. Mm. But um, it, it can get with the wind, it can get down to like minus 40. So um, I was kind of making my way into the office, this client office. And I was seeing people that were outside. They, they've been outside all night. And at first, you know, you're just kind of dealing with the cold yourself. And I was walking in from like the hotel that the team and I were staying at. That's how I kind of wake up in the morning. And so I started recognizing that folks have been out all night and and then after a week or so of walking back and forth, um, a couple of folks in the morning were up. And then I realized they were laying on top of some cardboard, some couple wow. of them, that said homeless veteran. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, so I stopped them on the way in and I said, you know, I'm a veteran. If you're a veteran, you know, let, let, there's a McDonald's up there. Let me buy you breakfast, man. Let's get out of the cold you know, get you a cup of coffee or a breakfast sandwich, take another one, put it in your pocket, I'll, I'll treat, you know, but what are you doing out here? And, you know, the first time somebody offers like that, you get kind of the, you know, what's, what kind of game this guy running? And, yeah, and, like, uh, what do do for that? Like, yeah, that's, that's right. right. There's, there's something for nothing. So, exactly. you know, what, what, what's going on? And so, so finally, I'm still standing there. I'm cold in a jacket in kind of a, in a suit. And I said, all right, brother, I'm, I'm going to need to see you later because I'm frozen. You've been out all night, but I'm cold just standing here. And so the next day I see the same person. He's up again. And I go, all right. Um, so I'm a veteran. You're a veteran. Are you hungry today? Because if you're hungry, let's just, you know, there's a McDonald's right up there. We can grab some, some to eat, grab some chow together. And, and let's just chat. Still, what are you doing out here? And so that started, that started the whole process for, for the book you know how do we i contact the mayor's office so you realize you've got folks out here on the street who who've been protecting right. and serving and and uh right. oh yeah the homeless shelters are full and i said i understand that let me talk to your military liaison guy because every every staff has one of those people and right. uh and i said you want to come out here six at 6 30 6 15 6 30 in the morning and grab some breakfast with us because there's a few of us now i'm taking a breakfast every morning and by the way they're on your streets i'm from philadelphia but i'm up okay. here in Chicago feeding your homeless veterans and uh we 
we never actually connected with that person face to face, but it started the whole idea. All right. How, how do we, how do we, there are groups of so people that have been disenfranchised. This was one of them. We need to address it. I think we've got the means to solve it. And Janet, you, you, you said earlier, you know, when you kick this whole thing off, so much has changed. And here's the last thing I'll say, and then, and then I'll turn it back over to you. So much has changed in the last few years. I mean, we've had these black swan events, COVID and, you know, a land war over in Europe now and, 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 and kind of social issues bubbling up that were just underneath the surface before, but now we're talking about them, which is great. But how do we take advantage of that? And, and we've broken the inertia on some of these things. How do we build momentum and, and solve them, eliminate the root cause? And so I thought in some way, shape or form, maybe there's a, there's an opportunity with a book to highlight some of the issues. Again, all the net proceeds go to solving veteran homelessness. So the straight pass through, I don't get any money. Um, so that's what the book is about. Is that what the book is about? The book is about <clears throat> 10 leadership principles. There's a corporate example and a military example of each one. Lead from the front. Take care of your people. Learn from failure quickly. Stuff like that. And, and it's just, it's, it's my life and some of the experiences that I've had uh, stationed at the Pentagon after September 11th. I was assigned down to the Deepwater Horizon uh, oil rig disaster after it blew up and, and working with a lot of the civilian crews that were out there. I was the leading uh, Coast Guard officer on scene and, and learning from them. So, you know, there's, I've learned a lot. I've made a ton of mistakes. <laughs> Those are in the book. And, um, and that's what it's about. It's about leading at any level, no matter where you're from. If you want to try and level up from, hey, I just started, Craig, I just started uh, working. I just got out of high school or college, whatever. There's a nugget or two in there for you. And, and the, the, the version that'll be free for everybody as soon as it launches in the next seven to 10 days is a kind of like a Kindle or a, or a digital version. So you can go through a pretty extensive table of contents and find the things that interests you and just click, just click on them okay. straight to the paragraph. Wow. Yeah, because the audience is asking where can they get the book at? So, so Amazon, or you can go to leadershipfromthefrontlines.com and put your email address in there. And the moment it launches, you'll get an email. Or it's actually, like, don't tell anybody. It's actually out on Amazon right now. But it's not free out on Amazon right now. It's like $9.99. Give it a couple of days. We'll do the actual launch. Um, and then you get the free version and and then fire questions my way and, you know, whatever you need. Okay. So there you go, guys. Just give a couple of days and go to Amazon and look for leadership from the front lines or go to leadership from the front lines.com. Craig, I'm dying to ask you. So you, you, you kind of, I can, I can identify with your upbringing. Um, like I was telling you, I come from a veteran, uh, family. God bless you. So, uh, you know, it's funny, your concept is about leadership, but you got to learn how to be a good follower and take good instruction before you become a good leader. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about having to be young and rambunctious and being a kid <laughs> and having to have your, your, your dad, your mentors, your uncle say, you got to do this, that, and the third, and to whip you into shape. Talk about that. That 
that is a very insightful comment, Fred, and I'll tell you why. And and I'll and I'll give you a military example of it. <clears throat> so I went to the Coast Guard Academy, and you know, so it's a it's a military university. So you're six seven classes a day while you're studying to try and be an officer in the Coast Guard, and and you have to learn how to follow first before you can lead. So that's what you know. The whole idea is to try and level you up kind of through the four years, but then when you graduate, you got into the fleet. And now you're the lowest officer, an ensign in the in the Navy. It's uh, in the Coast Guard. It's an ensign. It's the first level. You don't know a thing. I mean, you barely even know. You're you're barely even dangerous. And but now you're in charge. You're in charge of a team or a group or a division or a department. And so they're looking to you for leadership, but you're kind of looking back at them for all the knowledge. So they're. There are, there are enlisted folks who are phenomenal who have been around 5, 10, 15 years, sometimes longer. They've got five years of seed time already, 10 years sometimes. Wow. These, these people have been around the world. They've been around the block. They've seen everything. And, and you need to kind of, you know, you got two ears and one mouth. Listen twice yeah. as much as you speak. And, yeah. and that's how you're really going to learn while you – kind of you represent the team. So for every everything that the team does well, they get the credit for. Everything that the team does poorly, that's that's a round that you take in the chest and you go back and figure out how to make sure it doesn't happen again. But uncles, fathers, folks like that, I mean they come in different in with different names, right? You haven't paid your dues yet. Um I can't I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Um, and, and, and in certain respects, you know, you haven't until you have. And then when you have and you're on the back end of it and you look back at this kind of minefield that you walked, you stepped on a few. But in, in those, you, you, you learned. And so it, it's, there is something about paying your dues. There's something about learning how to follow first, like you said, friend, and then earning the right to lead smaller levels and then incrementally more and more it's a good call yeah it's growth process and uh i like that i like that concept so um what are the two key takeaways from your book that i think that people should get when trying to figure out leadership because i have a, a thing i'm working on leadership is huge and i think me being a black male leadership needs to be more of a thing a trend in my community that's that's a stand-up thing to say my, my friend um I'll, I'll say it as a middle-aged white man there needs to be more we leadership need you, bro we, yeah. we need more light bro wait I, I I'll, I'll tell you there if everybody just kind of leveled up a little bit it'd be phenomenal but the two things if i had to boil it down to two it's it's you need to lead from the front. So the front is where you have the most unobstructed view mm -hmm. of the way ahead. And, mm -hmm. and as I said before, if there's any kind of couple of rounds that you need to take for the team, the team can get behind you and you'll take that. You know, if there's any difficult conversations, I'm happy to have those on behalf of the team. I'll get back to whoever you know, might need to be, you know, behavior correction here or there, but you tell me first 
and I'll make sure that the message gets through. So be, um, be, be willing, be willing to be a sacrificial lamb. You know, in certain respects, yeah, because you know it's leading from the rear. You can't see as well. Everybody's in front of you. They're they're encountering whatever resistance is first, and that's not what the leader does. You know, in certain cases, a very strategic person, you know, might need to if they've been through it time and time and time again. It might be easier if they're at a kind of a, an altitude where they can kind of help see the whole battlefield, so to speak, corporate, school, organization, military, whatever. So lead from the front and, and get up there and lead. You're going to make some mistakes. That's all right. And probably part two is, you know, persistent, positive action. This isn't something hard work. We're going to we're going to we're going to get some hard work. Hard work is kind of a temporary thing. You need to push hard for a period of time. Get it's like a, it's like an aircraft. You know, it expends a, a, a lot of fuel to get up to altitude, but then it's just a little bit of fuel to keep moving, and you can maintain that altitude. So it's persistent, positive action, and getting out front. It's hard to to dispute either one of those. You know, there could be two other things that are that are greater. I've just seen success in my life has been where I stuck to it. And I just lowered my shoulder, kept my eyes up, but just kept moving. Just kept moving. So why is it so important to you? Which which, which piece, Jenny? What do you what do you you mean the book or to, leader? To be to be a leader. You know what? So here's. <laughs> You know, because you 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 explain to us, you know, it takes so much. What makes you the right man for the job? I don't know. I mean, you have to earn it. What? What? Why is it so important for me? Here's here's yeah. my philosophy. So that the amount of time that we're on the planet, right? It is like it's small. It is really thin. Right? I mean, it, it is. It's literally paper thin. And then eternity, right? When we go to live with God, that's a long time. So the idea is to maximize that, that little sliver of time to the extent that you can. And I think with that in mind, I mean, um, to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. And so if, if you... The, the way to the way to really take your potential <clears throat> and turn it into something that could be great that that could impact your community would be to get up there and lead it doesn't take millions and millions and millions of people it's like a small committed group together can change the world so yeah. if if you don't maximize that time in, in my mind you you've you you could be wasting that little sliver that you've been given. Yeah, absolutely right. Don't okay. waste time. So no. we all uh, we all Can't sometimes like you know sometimes when you're building things or sometimes you have a little setback or something you know like that that comes in. So I mean, I've always still stayed persistent you know and what i'm doing what is some of you know what was your greatest setback if you had any 
that's, that's him. Yeah, I just I try and learn from each one quickly. And I, when I left active duty in, in the U.S. Coast Guard, <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you, both. General Electric, very close to the military. It's like it's General Electric too, bro. Bro, my step pop, he referenced you. Know, <laughs> <laughs> definitely in the military. Go ahead. <laughs> so he, he probably uh, felt the same way I did. Very yeah. similar to the military. GE corporate sets a strategy, and then all the business units fall in line. They execute as close to flawlessly as possible. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can do that. Well, I've just done that for 12 years, 16 years yeah. in the academy. And um, yeah. that was easy for me. It was easy wow. to, to get into that culture because it was very familiar. Okay. And then I went to Johnson and Johnson, and I was I was all over the place. I would I thought, all right, let me run that same play. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna lean forward. I'm gonna push. I'm gonna be you know professionally aggressive. I'm gonna pull the data. I'm gonna do the analysis. I was in finance at the time. And I remember just having all the, the, the business unit chief financial officers, all the lead finance people together in a meeting. And I said, okay, this, this is what we're going to do. And I'm the new guy. And I, I kind of laid, laid out the plan. We're going to do this, 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 and this. And then at the end, the outcome is going to be X. And there was like complete silence. Hmm. And I thought, well, what just happened? And, and one of the Chief financial officer said, you know what, Craig, why don't we tell you what we're going to do? And you can just kind of compile the numbers at the end of the quarter, or the end of the year. You don't tell, he was essentially saying, you don't tell us what to do. We're going to tell you what to do. Wow. I said, uh, why don't we take a five minute break? <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, and I, I pulled one of the, the finance uh, people to the side and said, yo, what up? What just happened here? You know, because I shared with you what I was gonna say, you didn't say anything. And and so now what I've got is people that are looking at me like, you know, I've got two heads. Yeah, they're like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they said, he, well, he said to me, I just wanted to see what they'd say. <laughs> I said, you knew what they were gonna say. So, I bring everyone back in and I said, um, how about this? Let's let's change the direction of it. <clears throat> Let me work with each one of your finance directors directly mm -hmm. and we'll come up with a plan. And then at the end of the day, you know, present it back to you. And how does that sound? It was a much softer approach. Uh, yeah. We actually got the same outcome is what I was saying, but it was their way and it wasn't my way. So they felt better about it. They had their own kind of fingerprints on. They, they right. were able to say too much pressure. Yeah. That's Sometimes you have to But they do took that, you know serious. They, that's when they took you serious. They didn't want, yeah. they couldn't let you know that. They can't say, hey, we can't. You know, they got to they gotta down sell it a little bit. <laughs> Seriously. Of I just kind of turned it around. Why don't why don't you tell me what works best for you, and um, and then I'll go ahead and you know I ended up doing yeah, in a job, eighteen projects during that year, 
which is what I said I was going to do anyway. I was signing up for the work. I'm happy to do the work. Um, you know, people ask me, what's your, what's your nine to five job, Craig? And I say, you know, I'm a managing director, et cetera. And then I say, what's your five to nine? What are you doing from five in the, in the evening till nine? Right. That's your time to try and make a difference. So I'd signed up for the work. I was good for it. And, um, and so, yeah, we ended up having the same outcome, but it was their approach. And what I learned was I really need to kind of bring people along on the journey a little bit rather than kind of directing and delegating every single time because it doesn't work in every, in every culture, in every organizational culture, whatever. So, Got to pass it on, man. Got to pass yeah. it on. Well, especially Louise, Louise says uh, black male leaders are needed to help young males have some direction in their lives. And it says military uh, bearings are not always a bad thing, depending on how it's given. Yeah, that's true. What was the comment? Definitely yeah. true. It's probably some of the rough edges from a just a very exactly exactly because when you're in a rough environment and you're in a rough environment growing up in a rough that 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 tough upbringing makes a big difference when you're in that kind of environment and you're right rough around the edges that's that's it yeah craig you get it bro and it it, you know what it does is it develops a level of resiliency yeah so when you have setbacks or you have problems or where you have the issues, they just kind of roll off. It's not a big deal. You just take it as feedback. <laughs> I like it. You're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm bulletproof on that stuff. It's it's exceptionally hard to hurt my feelings. You, you just can't because I don't take so anything. Let ask, all right, let me ask you this. So what do you do about people who look <laughs> at you and and kind of think that, like, uh lies you or like, what do you do about that that image that you give people when it's not that it's just you being better at tackling you know fight's going to give you some setbacks you know you got to tackle them and you just deal with it as they come but what do you do when people kind of put you in that light to kind of make you seem like yeah you're too nonchalant yeah like i don't care yeah just like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't even care look he's not even getting upset about it um <laughs> with the what I there's been some science around communication, and and so if you if you take your phone and you type up a text message or even an email, only seven percent of the communication comes through because it's just words. Mm-hmm. So then, if you get somebody on the phone and you're able to talk to them, then they hear some voice qualities, volume, pitch, timber. You can get angry on the phone, right? And, and you and people understand that, but unless you put a few exclamation points into some text messages, no one's really going to know, right? They don't, the full meaning isn't conveyed. So, but you take the 7% and the, the voice call is about 38% and you get 45. So less than half. Right. 55% is your physiology, your body yeah. language. And if I'm putting on the vibe, like, I don't care. Say what you want. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I'm, reading, I'm reading the other person. I try not to put out that vibe because 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 when people are talking, I, I want to listen. You know, everyone's got something to say. Yeah. But if somebody if somebody uh, is getting that from me, I can see it all over their face. 
because they're looking at me like this. Mm. And so I'll ask them. Oh, the screen froze. I'll What's going on? Technology. Yeah, screen froze. Come on, it tech. Craig. Did it? Did it? Okay, so. <laughs> we got the last look at uh, Mr. Craig. Craig, I think he froze on the screen. froze with the look. He's can, can you guys All right, you're back. There you are. You're back. We, we missed you for about you gave twenty us, seconds. You you gave us the Vulcan's uh, stare or whatever, and you froze. You froze okay. the screen. So if, if 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 I'm if I'm talking with somebody, or I'm saying something, and and, and someone's really not kind of receiving it the way I'd like them to, you, you're gonna know unless they're sitting completely motionless. They're you know they're they're just kind of. If uh, most of the time, I'm going to say 18 times out of 20, you're going to look at somebody and they're going to, they're going to be like, what? Or they're going to be, he doesn't get it. Or you're going to be able to tell. And so normally I tend to dig a little deeper and I'll ask some questions, you know, is what I'm saying, does that make sense at all? It, you don't seem like you agree with it. And I'll just let that sit. <laughs> Yeah. I won't film the face after that. I'll wait for them to come back. Yeah. And most of the time, what happens is they'll say, yeah, but no. And then they'll and then they'll kind of tell you what's on their mind. Um, if you've created like a safe space for them, like you're not you're not over the top, you know, too much energy, whatever, whatever it is. You've created a place where they can feel open that they can make a statement like that and not be you know, approached harshly. So, yes, sometimes people, I've never been accused of not caring, but I could see how, while every, so normally what I have to do is I have to explain, um, you know, when you've been in the military and you've been in a situation where there's potential loss of life, then your, your perspective is a little different. Mm-hmm. When people are running around saying, there's a crisis, there's a crisis, I go, is it potential loss of life or is someone, you know, <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. if it's not that, then normally I can ratchet people down and say, you know, it's just it's just a business issue. You know, why yeah, don't we try to find a way around it or through it or over it? Nobody died. Yeah. Can make it all work, you know? And it's, so, it's funny that. You know, let's recalibrate. Someone being able to identify with something being okay now. This is a circumstance, but it's not like ten. This is about a six, and we can solve. Yeah. It. It's not that bad, yeah. you know. Everybody's still alive in the world. We can make it work. But that's right. It takes a guy. It takes a guy with that. You got that thing, that military thing, man. So that's yeah. huge. I was amazed. At, I'm really amazed. You know, I guess. We used to get them threats. I remember them threats. Uh, my stepfather would tell us, uh, "We're going to. We're, we were. We were. Uh, he would say we were going to military school." So I remember them days. We got to fix up, or we're going to military school next year. And so I why was it? Why was it? Why was it a threat, though? I think they just used it as a way of straightening up your act yeah it was a discipline you know discipline discipline exactly. so you know when we had our perspective of a soldier you know we were in order mm -hmm. so that yeah. was I, I didn't want to go to military school so i i got my act together 
That's right. Fred, Fred, Fred going to jail. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But you had to learn a lot of lessons, uh, Craig. You had to learn a lot of lessons, I'm sure. So um, what's one of the most important leadership lessons that you have learned through all of this? You know what? It's a great question, and thanks for asking. You know what? It, it, humility, probably. Uh, lead, lead with character. Um, humility. Yeah. Do do the right thing when no one's around to to, to watch you. Wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't need my mom and dad <clears throat> or my commanding officer. Or when I was an officer in charge, you know, I didn't need anyone looking over my my shoulder. You know, I still needed to do the right thing. And and uh, when you in the military anyway, when you stand and, and you take you're froze again, Craig. Technology gods and freezes. Come on. Can you can you can you see and hear me? No, right, you're back, Craig. You're back. You're back, bro. Okay. You know, I, I was just I'll, I'll keep it brief, but um doing the right thing when no one's around to, to see you. Um it's and initiative. That was um, it's 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 what that's probably one of my biggest lessons. It's like uh at some point in your life, you need to take accountability, full accountability for your actions, your behavior, the outcomes that you have. And, and everybody else. Yeah, that's right. No one's going to do it for you. No one's going to live my life for me. So, you know, if I, if, if I need to change my behavior, it's on me to do it. And um, I, can't, I can't say, well, you know, it's Monday. You know, Friday's better than Monday or it's raining out. You know, I own my attitude and I own my effort. Right. My effort and attitude. And it operates independently of the day of the week. I'm just as fired up on Monday as I am on Friday. <laughs> and, it, and it operates independently of the weather. If it's raining out or snowing or doesn't matter to You're me. You're the same. You're the same. Yeah. 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 It, it, because it, it, also, also, might I say, is very... You know, it's, it's, a, it's a man's thing and man thing. Nothing's wrong with the man thing. Man thing is actually a thing for, for men, for guys. I think it's a good thing. Man, being yeah, it's about growing up and, and, and being a man. Yeah. Yeah, being and, a man. And, That's and, all it boils down to. It's just being a man. Yeah. You, you do what you say you're going to do. You follow through. You give it your oh, best wow. effort, 100%. All we're looking for is everything you got, right? 100% effort. So... You own your effort. You own your attitude. Put them together. Okay. Good to go. Wow. That was great. I'm, I really, I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm inspired and I'm inspired to read the book because I know it can only uh, make, make me stronger. Definitely. You know? Gotta check it out. That's it. Yeah. Talk about willpower. Let me ask you about willpower. What's your thing on willpower? Having a will to follow through. What's that about? You know, um, it's, you, you asked me, you know, what are kind of 
two of the biggest takeaways and and one of them is lead from the front and then persist in positive action will willpower you know i think we probably all struggle with it the the, the way that the way that i look at it is um you know if i'm going to get up at, at 4 15 in the morning mm -hmm. to go train for triathlon swim bike and run you know long distances i don't make that decision <laughs> at 4 or 15 in the morning. I make the decision the night before. Yeah. So I, I try and remove willpower out of it. Like, I don't have that debate with myself. Uh -huh. I, the, I mean, if I if I set the alarm, I need I need to be on a plane somewhere to go visit. You're going to do it. you yeah, do it. Do but, but most of the time I'm waking up at 4.07 or 3.59 or 4.12 or something like that. And yeah. I, I don't have I don't start negotiating with myself. Ah, maybe I'll stay in bed. No, because I've made the decision. And, and decision actually comes from the Latin root, you know, decidere, which means to cut off right. from. Cut right. off from any any other option. So you make a decision and then you kind of take willpower out of it. Because it then it doesn't become a factor. You know, like, well. Maybe I'll sleep a little bit longer. No, yeah. no, it's time to get up. And you made the decision the night before, so there's no debate. You just get up and do it. Just get after it. Break. And, Back and in so one, decision. two, three. Craig, back in one, two, three. All right, you're back, Craig. All right, beautiful. I was just going to say decisions, Will, are like the ones that, that, that can remove. Motivation's an inside job, okay. right? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't wait, you know, for something else to motivate me. That that's on me, right? Um, this is great. So, oh the, the the idea around, well, I just didn't have the willpower to to get up and, and run five miles this morning. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna run five miles tomorrow morning. It doesn't matter what time I go to bed. I'll go to bed with the work stuff. And I'm going to get up and I'm going to run five miles in the morning and, and, and I'm not going to, not going to run three. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll just kind of do some strength training, lift a bit. No, I'm going to run five and then I'll do some push-ups and some pull-ups after that. And, right. and, and, and it's done. I've made the decision. I've cut off from any other option. And, and then, then I the, really like it. I'm sorry, Jim. I feel myself practicing some of those things uh, myself, you know, lately, just just maybe, just lately, you know, doing the things that I said I'm going to do and sticking to it. So, doing it that know, one time, I, I, I feel what you're saying, yeah. You're going to dictate it, that that'll be that, that ambition, that that process, that that getting to it and getting it done, you become addicted to that, that can be a drug and that's a good drug. It, you know what? So, and it builds, it builds momentum in your life. I like the way you said that. It, it builds momentum. And then you start yeah. moving quickly. And then you feel like there's nothing I can't do. Right. You look back behind you and you see how much ground you covered in a short period of time. And you're like, okay, actually, this is kind of, I'm, I'm in the zone here. I'm, this doesn't have to be difficult. Right. No, you just do what you say you're going to do. That's just weird. 
it's just weird. Uh, the whole this whole thing is weird because it's not not the usual steps. Usual steps is like go get a job and you know <laughs> get an apartment. You're talking about Craig. You're talking about blazing the trail. It's about leading the way, and that's that, that that's that's huge, man. That's sometimes that can be a real daunting task for some of us. You know. You know what? What I found, Will, you can bring up a good point. It's about as hard as we make it. Yeah. it, it we, we can make it into something big, and we can say, you know what? There's a little psychology here. You know, it, this, this is going to be hard. All right, listen, this, this, this isn't going to be easy. But your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between good or bad, right or wrong. It only knows what you tell it. So if you say out loud, or I think we call it manifesting now, but if you, if you say it out loud, right? If you say, I'm, I'm going to get up at 415, I'm, I'm going I'm to hit the gym at five, I'm going to be good to go, I'm going to run five, and then I'm going I'm to do some strength training. I'll be out there at 630. Then your unconscious mind, again, it doesn't know whether you're lying to it or telling it the truth or, or, or what's good or bad or right or wrong. It only knows what you tell it. So all of a sudden it hears that. So then it starts to gear up the rest of the body. All right, listen, we're getting up at 415. You know, so now your now your unconscious mind starts unlocking a lot of these things for you. Yeah. So the whole idea around self-talk, right? Some of these things can be difficult, but I'll never say that out of my mouth because I don't want my my unconscious mind to pick it up. Exactly. And believe it. Right. Wow. I don't want believing anything that's not true. Exactly. Wow. Is, you know what? It's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. It's easier than I thought. Right, exactly. You know I'm going to have fun doing this. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Go ahead. And it's, it's crazy how much, how, how well that works. That works. It, does. it works. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. It, it, it works exceptionally well. Because yeah. you're telling your mind what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And then your mind goes to, all right, let's, let's figure it out. And so now you've got momentum inside of yourself. And then you start getting momentum, as, as, as Jenny was saying, you start getting momentum in your life by doing the things that you said you were going to do. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you get into this zone where it's like a fast moving train and the slipstream. And, and you're yeah. moving down the track quick. Wow. And everyone else is running their own race. You know, you can bring them on board if, if, if they're willing. Again, they own their attitude. They own their effort. So you, you can't do that stuff for them. But if they want to get on board, they're more than welcome. If not, That's you know, God, God bless you. You know, you've got your life to live. I'm going to live mine. I'm going to give it, you know, the, everything I've got because we've only got that. We've just got that little sliver that we've got to just maximize. You're so right. Wow. I appreciate the example, the uh, the uh, flat plane example that I'm very fond of. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there's there's a few little nuggets like that in, in, in the book. And, um, you know, that, that's why I say go, go, go get the free download. Give it a give it a review. Uh, give it a read. Then give it a review. And um, 
And uh, if, if it helps, I put my phone number on there. I put my email on there. Oh, wow. You can call or you can email me if you've got questions. I'm, I'm totally open to it. So, you know, there have been a lot of people that have helped me along the way. And there's an acknowledgments page in the back where I try to thank everybody that's that's ever kind of taken me under their, their wing and said, Craig, you're, you're, you're not nice. getting done. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're making a mess of things. And I'm, you know, t- tell me, tell me how to fix it. And people have been patient oh, with wow. me and, and I, and I've appreciated that. And, um, yeah. you know, and I, I love them for it. And been a ton of people who have, who have helped me out, people who have worked for me and people who I've worked for, you know, people have just, they've been, uh, patient with me and kind and I appreciate it. So that's why they're in the acknowledgement for the book. So, yeah. so Greg, what's next? So you think you'll write another book? What's the follow-up to, to the, to the being an effective leader? Because I think this book is going to teach people how to be an effective. I remember hearing growing up, my mom would always say, don't be a follower, be a leader. And now you wrote a whole book about it. So, yeah, to your earlier point, Will, you know, learning to follow first and then lead. You know, you can't jump to the head of the line uh, if you haven't. Come on. If you haven't. Oh, no. All right. So, Tech Masters of the Universe, come on, let's get it together. Tech Masters of the Universe, come on. There you go. I can, I can see you and hear you. Can you hear me? All right, we got you back now, Yeah, I was just saying, you have to learn to follow. You've got to spend some time there because then you know what a good team member looks like when you're leading. You know, Mm -hmm. um, you may have not, you may not have done it all well yourself kind of coming up, but um, that's okay. You know, I think maybe it's chapter seven, six or seven talks about learn from your mistakes quickly. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, if you need to like get a cry, you know, cry it out, yeah, do that. But like set your watch, do it for two minutes. Right. Don't, don't do it for, for two years. Don't, don't be, don't, don't, don't uh, tell yourself how badly you did, you know, for a couple of years. No, learn from it quickly. Yeah. Learn from it quickly. And move it's on. even worse. It's even worse talking about how bad oh, it's the bad that happened. Yeah. Giving it more life. Never do that. Then it, then it starts to become, it starts to become your identity. You start talking yeah. oh. about the same old story over and over again, and you're like, "What are you doing? No, stop!" The last time we talked, you told me the same story. That was a year and a half ago. I, right? Haven't you moved on? I hate that. I can't yeah. take that. I don't listen. I oh God, don't go over the same stuff. Over There's a lot of comfort in the stagnant. It's not mine. Yes, right. So there's no, you, 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 you don't want to be in neutral, right? You, you want to, you're either moving forward or, or you're moving backwards, but you, you want to be moving forward. But movement, right. movement creates, you know, that's kind of where motivation comes from. You've got to move. You've got to get up and do something. If you're sitting around talking about what woulda, coulda, shoulda, I think you end up, you know, so I, I've heard you should never should on yourself. Don't should on yourself. Meaning, yeah, I should have done that. I should have done that. I should have done that. Right. No, 
No, you learn from it, take whatever nugget you can from it, don't do it again, and move forward. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't say that in our house. We couldn't we couldn't say coulda, shoulda, woulda. No, we couldn't say coulda, shoulda, or woulda no. in our house. I must no, have, no, have to do it. Have it. Yeah, there's a, there's 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 no time for that. You just either do it or you don't do it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's like uh, doesn't doesn't Yoda say that in Star Wars? You know, do or do not. There is no try. Yeah, no try. Try in the first period, must have probably sort of say you try. You try, you're probably playing the fail. So, yes, right. It's it, it's a good point. Well, I'll, I'll try. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, very he said, "Really? You what, you're going to give it a hundred percent effort? Because right, you own that, right? You own the effort and the attitude. So yeah. you're going to try? Nah, don't try. You're better off not doing it. And but yeah, if yeah. you really do it, then do it. Don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah then try. Okay. Yeah. Inspiring for anybody." Well, look, this is just the house here. He, I can, I can relate because always when I, when I tell people, and Craig, when I say I tell people, right, a lot of times I get in a conversation. I say, well, yeah, you know, when I grew up, it was like it was like the Third Reich in my, in my, my mom's house. You know, my mom was a disciplinarian in the school system, and my stepdaddy was a drill sergeant at work, a drill sergeant at home. So you know, it was tough in my household. We we couldn't we couldn't veer too far. To the left or right, so it it um, there are a lot of us that grew up in the same kind of household. My my, my father's German, my mother's Irish. She mm -hmm. was she passed a few years ago, but you know, so there was there was a healthy dose of, you know, Craig, you you know what what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. yes. So do the right thing. Don't you know? Do do you need do you need mom or dad to be looking over your shoulder in order for you to be doing your homework no no who's the student craig my mom would say craig reed you're the student craig reed right you do the work when i was a student when i was younger i did the work okay yep. no be looking over your shoulder when, when you get your first job so you need to stand up make it happen and Just so out. So the so so the whole the whole um, every time I turn around here there's there's like drama you know this happened or this happened or, or kind of you know if I'm if I'm online or something I'm seeing like little clickbait did you see what happened to it? and I'm like no oh, no you're not lying that's exactly what's going on a whole bunch of distractions yes that's that's exactly what it is it's 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 a great way to put it well it it is a distraction from from what should be your focus. You own your own life's plan, so get after it. Go do it. All right. And, and there's no reason. Don't yeah. don't let anybody kind of shake you off the path. Too much information. That's what it is. He ain't giving out too much. I think we're giving out too much information, Craig. Yeah. Somebody in the back. Somebody in the background. Keep keep freezing us. Keep pressing the button. Yeah. Well, we're not gonna keep uh, making that impression, but. Um, uh, if you just joined us, uh, we're talking with Craig Hans, Hansel, 
Leadership from the Front Lines is the book that he wrote. You can go to www.leadershipfromthefrontlines.com and read more about him. Or you can uh, recap this podcast anywhere you uh, get your podcast. Um, he's going to also have a download of this book coming out in a few days. Do you know exactly when? So we have talked about uh, what's 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 today's date, the thirteenth. We've talked about like the the nineteenth or the twentieth. Um, but what I'll, what I'll do is uh, is I'll, I'll let you know. It, it, the best thing to do is this: is to go to leadershipfromthefrontlines.com, as, as you just said. And yeah, we have it down the bottom. Yeah. Yep. Thank you very much. And and just put your email address in. And so okay. when the book, yep, you put your email address in, and then it's not it's not so that I can sell you something later. I'm not doing that. But what the benefit of putting your email address in is that when the book is released, then you get an email. And for the next right, five you got days, that, Derek. I was talking to one of the viewers. You got that, Derek? Put your email in ASAP. Yes, book is about having the balls to blaze the trail. Leadership <laughs> from the front line. Seriously. That's Seriously, it. that's what it's all about. That's what it is. So. Love you, Craig. This is a good book, bro. Can't wait to read it. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. You know, uh, I can tell that you care about, you know, um, well, I, I hate to keep bringing it to ethnicity, but I appreciate you sharing that with us because you can decide, hey, I'm, I don't want to talk to those guys. But you did, so it, it shows that you have a lot to offer. And, you know, you well, it started, uh, it started in his neighborhood it. when he was walking down there every day and he seen the guy down there. That's where it started at. He yeah. didn't have to talk to those guys. Right. Right. So I'm woken up and, um, we appreciate you, uh, you know, putting yourself at risk because essentially you are also putting yourself at risk, you know, spreading this information too. So we appreciate that too. I'm aware, I'm aware of that, that part. Yeah. Right, can you leave us with some, some, some last words before we? Sure, absolutely. Um, it, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you, and and I, I've, I really appreciate the conversation. No, it's 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 mine. It's it's mine. I I'm I'm humbled to be here and and uh, I'm I'm happy to be able to share with you. I think if if we're able to have more conversations like this, yes, then then I think most of the nonsense that's happening. We can have we can have real discussions about gender and race and and orientation or whatever, but it's having just a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. You get to feel it, and you get to yeah. feel what others feel. Yeah. And so I, I I appreciate the conversation. So thank you very that much. Was, that, that was that was the best thing you could say was. I mean, it's you, know, point, you know what I mean, and and more powerful than you could you could have said something for the next ten minutes. You know what I mean, the message. But the the message is very clear. We're not talking to each other. We're not communicating, and we're not understanding. Therefore, 
we're not getting along. And like you said, our time here is short. It is. We got we got to make the best of it. We got to push through it. And I thank you for filling in the blanks. You're filling, Craig. You're filling. I don't know if you understand. You're filling in the blanks that oh, guys yeah. like me missed over the years. I may have gotten a little more than others because I had people um, in my path, and I appreciate that. And I'm, I guess I'm blessed and lucky. But I have a lot of friends and family who didn't have those same things in order. And when they did get it, they got it from me. They got it from my family. They got it from, you know, my stepfather, my mom, you know. Blessing. So we need you. We need more people, more men and women like you. We need more people. You know what I mean? The more of us that give out these messages and really mean it. You know, there's no, there's no more. I don't care. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't, that doesn't work anymore. You, you, you are providing the platform. We're having the conversation. If other people are willing to listen, that's a great thing. And, and, and we can get them on board with this. But, um, you know, I, I, I think when I get done working and I can go straight at solving veteran homelessness. I hope to be able to solve it in five years and, yeah. and then go and, and solve something else. Be watching. Yeah. If there's anything that, Greg, anything mission, that we can do, yeah. please don't don't hesitate to ask. If that you got up, something to say, a message that you want to get across or that whatever, up, please just let us know. Thank you. No. You did help us, and we are going to help you. Yes. We'll try. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. Thank sure. you. For sure. Thank you All so right, much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Craig Hensel. Make sure that you go to leadership from the front lines. And put your email address in. Bezos got it on Amazon. That's right. He got some goodies for you. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. All right, thank Craig. you so much. Right. Take it easy, bro. Great rest of the day. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. I think that was great. Craig Hansel, yeah. get some words. Oh, my for God. The, yes. For the, like, for the we, God, we, we uh, really need that. We really need that. Uh, hey, listen, we talk. need that because um, there's a lot of following. Well, no, but there's there's a lot of leaders that don't exactly know how to do it. Uh, that too, that too. And here's the thing: um, to have a Caucasian fellow on the show. It's not that; it's how we're coming across. And here's the thing: I'm I'm unapologetically black, right? I'm unapologetically Pan African. I, I run with Dr. Lamar. I am a student of Dr. Lamar. And um, it's funny that we need leaders and men to speak up for our people. And here we go. We got another. Hey, listen, pay attention to our white guys, that, 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 or the white guys that, that look out. And it's not, a racial, no, nothing, it's not a racial thing. No, it's not a racial thing. We ever had an ally? We had an ally is guys like Craig. That's Because right. Craig ain't got to do that. Craig ain't, gotta, right. Craig ain't got to do that. He ain't got. He can keep that amongst his. They already doing it. They straight. And he's trying to share that with us. 
and we need to take that seriously. Yeah. We need to start taking, uh, we need to start uh, protecting and looking after our allies like we look after our own people. We need to look after our allies too because they put themselves at risk of us. That's right. Y'all better so, be taste of this thing. Fred, look at this. We're coming back Thursday. Look. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know what, what the topic is going to be, but um, we'll be back Thursday. She just showed me something on the paper that I can't really share with y'all, so. That's right. I'm going to just so, smirk on like my nose and go like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> we want to let y'all know. Just make sure that y'all. Oh, I thought it's going to pop back up. Then you. Yeah, this is something. <laughs> make make sure that y'all check back in with us on Thursday. Um, check on our pages and stuff. We might uh, give you a little clue. But I want to let you know that. Um, so we're going to have a little food drive thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm I want to give back this year. I got I got a thing that I do with um my family, my kids, um my me and my son who did it a couple of years back for a few years in a row. So what we do is since I was in my past, you know, on my journey, you know, I stayed in the shelter. And um I wanna kinda do that same thing and pull up the shelter and you know, have some trays, some some food. You know, whatever we can oh, do. Yeah. You know, pull up 20, 30 trays and so Fred said he's gonna do the cooking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get I'm getting kitchen for a couple of days and we'll whip it up, you know, something something that you know that people can enjoy. I don't know, some macaroni salad, some greens. So what I decided uh, to do is get balls or something. Yeah, something I had. Yeah, something. Yeah, so you know how I am. We're gonna do a little hat drive, and if you guys wanna, if you guys wanna sure. donate some hats to our little drive, uh, you're welcome to. But I want to start it off by giving Fred the first hat. Oh, okay, nice. Hey, listen, if we can count on y'all support, we'll never forget y'all. We need y'all to stand up. For and we us. have somebody in the studio audience. Our people that out needs here. a hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's my lady in the background. Leva's in the building. Lisa's She's in always the building. in the building. <laughs> That's right. And I got my hat. I don't know. Just yeah. 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 That hat do a picture head. That came from the hippie fat dog. You better take that hat. Look, I got my thing on. So we're going to have a hat. And I also got this hat. This one's for my son. You know, so, you know where mine, like, when, he, when he comes, because he's a uh, rapper. <laughs> all right, cool. Yes, yeah, so you know, I'm not. I'm so like we're going to start it off. We're going to start it off. So I'm going to be collecting hats. If you have any hats, make sure you bring them by here on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, I guess. Number one and two need items in the wintertime for socks it? and hats. Um, we haven't picked a date. That's Christmas. Uh, so what you want to do like uh to do before New Year's, like say that would come by like year or year. Okay, we can pull up on a Friday night. Wanna do it on Friday night? Wanna do it on a Friday night? I mean okay. we we could pull up Yeah, because that'll give them the time to 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 do I don't know. They don't have to. I'm I'm gonna get a few ads. I give Unless you wanna do it on the twenty third. Unless you wanna do it on the twenty third on that Friday. Yeah, where you can somewhere. Because it ain't gonna be that no, no, we just pull up there. Well, we're gonna let y'all know. We're gonna let y'all know 
uh, on Thursday, what day we decide. That's what we'll do. All right, yeah, because we're going to talk a little bit. We still got to work out the kinks. Yeah, that sure is keep the things. I figure out I'm going to go because I'm going to be in there. Be in there cooking up yeah. like crazy. Mm. I mean, it's going to take like probably like eight hours, seven, eight hours to cook. To cook? Yeah. You think? Yeah, it's gonna be like twenty minutes. Try to try to play. This don't work good on my bun. Make the meatballs from scratch. Don't work good on my bun. But we're gonna be giving out hats. All right. So yes, sir. We wanna thank everybody. Make sure they come in. Got a um oh that's him thinking. Hey, Craig, man, thank you, bro. We appreciate it. That's a good thing. Uh, I thought it was a lot of Nah, he put it in a thing. It's a private. <laughs> it was private. Uh, All right, so we're getting up out of here early today. Yeah, we, we had a guest, so we'd be on time. So the okay. reason why we uh, stay on the time schedule here, the Comfort Level Podcast, so that we can save these uh recordings if we have to uh put them back up because they have to stay in a certain amount of time yeah yeah so if i go over then we won't be able to put up the recording when we're not available because yeah. we want to run this again yeah yeah so we're off here we do it live so yeah now make sure you know that uh oh everybody was on uh, you can come down here and check us out here at the Comfort Level Podcast at WCMD Media. We're at Dare Academy, 1656, Kane Avenue, Camden, New Jersey. Formerly the Reds. Yep. Find us on social media platforms everywhere you get your podcasts. We got four Facebook pages, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, YouTube, and the web. And my website is www.thecomfortlevel.com. Make sure you go on thecomfortlevel.com and like the page. You can also leave a review. You can also uh, make a donation. Check us out. Subscribe. Leave us a review or a donation or request to be on the show. All right, Fred. All right, y'all. We about to end it for the night. Thanks for seeing us and watching us.